Hey, oh, hey, oh, it's Tony. It's Tony. I almost said Tony Terrors. Tony Todd. Tony Todd's Terrors. <laughs> oh, man, I wish. Yeah, I wish, I too. Wish. Uh, Tony, get at us. Um, hey, welcome to Tiny Terrors. Um, hey, that reminds Tim. me, I've been watching. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? No. Yes. Am go ahead. Okay. Sorry. No. <laughs> We're recording remotely, if you couldn't tell. Um, we are. But uh I have been uh, I've been watching Behind the Monsters on Shudder, and they did a mm. Candyman. Uh, they did a Candyman episode with Tony Todd, and Excellent. there's a lot of Tony Todd in it. It's very good. Uh, people should check it out. So I'll take all the Tony Todd I can get um, <laughs> at all times. People, people should check it out. I, I don't work for Shudder. I don't get any money from them, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, continue, Willie. Well, you probably should at this point. Um, I wanted okay. to talk about um, some some stuff to look forward to in 2022 with regard to horror movies if you were down for that um i am a a decent decent slew here coming out now mind you um a couple of these don't have firm 2022 release dates yet but they are kind of projected to come out the world is a strange place right now with regard to releasing movies and so who knows right any of this is up for for a possible uh, release date shift but we're gonna go with the uh with the current estimates on these at 2022 so should we dig into it man should we just get into these yeah let's do it sweet first one i kind of forgot to um put on the list initially is called wendell and wild are you familiar with this at all no but i have uh i have imdb pulled up right now so this it's like be a true professional <laughs> yes, professional yes. I am. um this is gonna be a netflix film um it is from the director of Coraline. it's gonna be a stop mo- stop motion um Stop motion uh, horror film starring Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele, <laughs> and uh, apparently they're playing two demon brothers who are trying to battle a nun and a group of goths. <laughs> Sounds really sweet. A group of goths. Yes, like goth teenagers. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, it sounds pretty rad. So. Now, do you know are P- are Key and Peele? Are they the goth teenagers? No, they're the demon oh. brothers. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I would have, I may have liked that flipped, but uh, now this is okay. So this, like you said, this is Henry Selleck, and he is. Mm-hmm. You said Coraline, and then oh, James and the Giant Peach. Yes, well. which I think is a fan, largely underrated children's. Film. Yes. Um, yeah, okay. definitely. Uh, oh, and of course, Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So where are we ranking this? Like, let's do let's do like a hype meter. Where are you? How hyped are you on a scale of one to ten for this one? Um, this one's relatively low, if I'm being honest. It's not. I mean, I'm excited to watch it. I'm certainly. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Key and Peele. I do like stop motion animation. Um, I have to see some footage first to kind of see if this is leaning more towards like kids or more towards. Um, it seems like it's more of almost like more of an adult um, uh, skewed uh, stop motion film. And I'm not sure. I guess I, we'll just see. I want to see a little bit first, but I would say it's, it, it's in there like in like the mid range, like a six, you know, like I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not uh, chomping at the bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I have been on um, a bit of an animation kick recently, so mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to go seven because I like his past work as well. So I'm going to go seven. I like the cast. I like the plot and I like the, I like the director. I'm, I'm going seven on the hype meter. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, Next one on the list I have here is called They Hear It. Um, this is actually based on a short film from 2018, and the Schwartz director was able to uh, adapt this into a feature-length film. 
Um, and it's being actually being written by uh, Dave Robert Mitchell, who uh, was the um, creative force behind It Follows, which is pretty cool. Um, this story revolves around a presence, kind of a, an evil presence called The Sound that haunts the people who hear it. Um, so, I don't know. Looks kind of interesting. I'm, I'm always down for something, something spooky, ghosty, uh, demonic, you know, uh, unseen evil stuff. So, it looks kind of interesting. Down to check it out. I've never seen the short. Um, I definitely would like to see that. But I'm, I'm definitely interested with David Robert Mitchell being involved, at least in the script. Because um, I, I really am a big fan of It Follows. Uh, so curious to see how this one turns out um, okay. for sure okay i'm going i'm going four on this from because i'm only going off of what you told me i'm going for i don't know enough i'm looking sure. at imdb i'm looking at IMDb. i'm also um i'm also putting it pretty low because i mean it's in development right now so it may not even i don't want to get too excited yet sure i would um i would give it a yeah i'd give it a five probably for an excitement okay. level okay. um we got to mention uh, Stephen King adaptation, of course. You got to have one of those on the list, right? Yes. And this time around, we're looking at Firestarter, uh, um, a film that we've talked about on the show before. Um, this is the new version, uh, and it is starring Zach Efron um, as kind of the 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 lead. Well, R- Ryan Kira Armstrong is the lead. She she plays uh, the Firestarter. Um, okay. but Zac Efron is kind of the star of the show um, certainly the biggest actor oh, um, yes. and it sounds like this is kind of a uh, they're trying to take the basic Firestarter premise and bring it into the 21st century a little bit um, can you know make it a little bit more contemporary so yeah I don't know a ton about this one in terms of uh, who's working behind the scenes but it's um, I think there's potential with with an adaptation of firestarter even if it's not my favorite king work i think that there's definitely potential there and um i'd put this one at a five or a six somewhere in that range as well kind of mid mid, middle of the pack i'm going five as well i'm not i'm like half and i'm looking at i like the cast quite a bit Mm -hmm. um i do i do like i think zach afron is a a good choice Uh michael gray eyes is playing rainbird and he's in a movie called blood quantum that's on shutter that is really sweet it's like a it's like a zombie movie it's a canadian zombie movie it's really cool very cool um i am gonna go i'm with you i'm gonna i'm going five on this I'm, i'm right in the middle I'm not burnt out on Stephen King adaptations just because I don't think I'll ever be, but Firestarter is not one that I get like super psyched about. Sure, you and yeah. I talked about that on our Firestarter episode. Ab- so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Next up on the list, we have our latest in the, now mind you, this is uh, not a guaranteed 2022 release. I'm actually, I'm actually, you know, I'm going to skip this one. I don't think it's going to come out next year. What um, was it? The Crooked Man. It ain't coming out next oh, okay. year. Okay. Um, okay. Moving on. Uh, this is one that I've seen the trailer for. You have as well. Um, and uh, this is called The Black Phone. Um, this is a good trailer. Really great trailer. Um, this is adapted from a story by Joe Hill um, and is being directed by uh, Scott Derrickson of Sinister and Doctor Strange fame. Um, basically, it's, it, it seems to follow a kid who is trying to escape some sort of uh, serial child abductor slash murderer played by Ethan Hawke and a very creepy Ethan Hawke. And when Ethan Hawke goes there, man, he goes there. I love it. Um, I think Ethan Hawke's one of those guys that's like incredibly underrated too. And from an acting standpoint, um, and he picks such interesting stuff to work on all the time. I love right. it. Um, 
but uh, it it I don't want to say too much about even what the trailer shows, but I feel like I'm seeing some really interesting similarities in terms of the plot um, to another movie that we both really enjoyed called uh, Devil's Candy. Um, mm, okay, I see that now. I, I'm yeah. feeling some vibes there that are similar to Devil's Candy, which I'm, I'm really, I, I love that movie. And this looks really cool. And uh, I think it's, um, this might be one of those cases, not that I'm, I'm, I mean, I haven't heard Scott Derrickson, Derrickson say anything about having trouble making Doctor Strange. Um, but I think this is one of those instances where we could see a director kind of getting back to his roots a little bit after kind of taking the trek into big budget, crazy studio stuff. Does that make sense? Um, no, it does make sense because he was attached to part two for a while, and right? Doctor Strange yep. 2 and then dropped out. So yep. I don't, I won't, I don't like to speculate here, but he did bring over the writer of Dr. Strange as well. See Robert Cargill, I think wrote yeah. Dr. Strange um, as well. So he brought him over with him on this movie too. So this, he's working from a screenplay by him as well. So I can see that. I see what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sometimes when you get a director who's able to, um, you know, I think, I think of Sam Raimi with, um, with uh, driving to hell, right. You get a director who is uh, maybe, you know, uh, gone in a different direction than, than the roots than the roots and, and, and grown as a director and done bigger stuff. But I think sometimes it's, it's nice for them to get back to uh, back to basics, so to speak. And I think sometimes they make their best stuff um, when they return back to what they were kind of known for to begin with. So very much looking forward to black phone. Yeah. The trailer has got me at about an eight for this one, honestly. I'm at an I, eight on this. Yeah, yeah. That trailer really sold me. I, because just on and you know, I think I've seen some reactions online from the horror community, the people who have seen it basically that have got me excited for it too. So I'm I'm pretty pretty pumped for this one. Yeah, I definitely am, and it's it's uh, you know this one certainly more than the other um, the other movies we've talked about so far. Um, you know, we've got a, we certainly have a a um, an actual trailer out there and stuff, which is nice. It kind of gives us a better idea of what to expect, which is cool. So, um, yeah, next up, I want to talk about a movie that I was not terribly familiar with, um, up until, uh, today, actually, um, that you have actually read the book, uh, it turns out called dark harvest. Yeah. A couple of um, years ago. I'm not like a, I'm not super, it's not super fresh in my mind. Sure. But sure. I am but you've, you've, you've certainly read the story, which is cool. And, um, this is going to be directed by David Slade. Um, who I think sometimes, uh, I don't know if he gets crap for it, but I think sometimes he gets poo-pooed a little bit because of his involvement in all the, the, the Twilight movies. Um, that being said, I do think the Twilight movies are pretty slick most of the time. Um, and uh, Hard Candy, which was kind of his breakthrough uh, directorial effort, I think is kind of a great movie. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see see what David Slate does with this. But the story is basically that there's a, um, there's a supernatural being that uh, pops up in this town. It sounds like once a year, once a season, and there is some sort of um, town-wide uh, competition, I guess, to hunt this creature or just kill this creature. And you're allowed to escape the town if you do. Is that correct, Tim? That sounds about right, right? Yeah, it's like a. It, it, I mean, it's a Halloween thing. I mean, it, it, there's a. It's like a town in the Midwest, and I, I want to say like Indiana 
area, but I, uh, I don't want to say that, <laughs> but it is, it is kind of, it's based around the season of Halloween and every Halloween, this, this killer, this being kind of rises up and terrorizes the town. So um, it's, it is a very good, I'm hoping this is released around, it says expected September 9th, 2022. I think that's a great time to release this just because it is so of the season. So I, uh, we, I always like a good seasonal Halloween movie. We don't, we don't always get those. I think Halloween obviously, but like trick or treat is a good example of that. And we've seen a couple recently, but I, I, I would like to see a kind of like a big budget one. This got a decent cast. Elizabeth Reeser. Is yeah. In yeah. There's like a decent cast. Yeah. So Elizabeth Reese from uh, Milford, oh, Milford, Michigan. There you go. So, there, there you go. Um, cool. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna go at about a seven on this one. I think I recall liking the book. It's just not super fresh in my memory. Sure. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, you know, let's go. Let's go back to Kingville real quick one more time. I want to talk about Salem's Lot, which is what the third or fourth version of this uh, story we've. We're getting uh, an adaptation for, interestingly. Yes, enough. I think um, so. This one is actually um, being written and directed by Gary Dauberman, who is the writer of a number of uh, recent horror films um, Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, The Nun, Annabelle Comes Home, It, Chapter One and Chapter Two. He's written all these. Um, and I believe he directed Annabelle Comes Home. So this will be his second uh, feature film uh, as a director. Oh, he did direct um, that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yes. I've not seen Annabelle Comes Home, um, so I can't speak on the quality of it. I do think he's a strong writer. I think he did a really great it's job. Decent. Yeah, Annabelle uh, Comes Home is decent. Yeah. It's one of the better It's one of the better Conjuring Universe movies, cool, if I recall cool. correctly. Yeah. I think he did a better, or he did a really good job of adapting uh, it, which I think is a hard thing to adapt. Yeah. I know some people might disagree with me, but I think the, I think both chapter one and chapter two are very good. So, um, yeah, I'm um, with you. That's that's a really, <laughs> I, I give anybody even credit for even attempting to a- adapt that yeah, book. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that they were that successful is kind of incredible. Yeah, but uh, uh, you know, Salem's Lot is a story about. Um, guy who returns to Salem's Lot, Jerusalem's Lot rather, and uh, he's going to write a book like many Stephen King protagonists. He's an author, and uh, it turns out that his hometown is being overrun with uh, vampires, essentially. Um, I just need to mention that uh, Kurt Barlow is the lead villain of the Salem's Lot uh, story, and uh, he's being played by William Sadler, which... Okay, so is that confirmed then? Because I'm looking right now and it doesn't have Barlow. I believe listed. so. It, but I believe then so. I, I'm looking at the rest of the cast and I see no Barlow. So I assume. <laughs> I believe so. Yes. The build, Oh, fantastic. So, um, all right. Let's. Um, oh, let's no, I got to we got to we got to give our hype meter score. On oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Course, course, I'm going to go. I'm honestly I'm going to go. I'm going to go eight on this one as well. I love Salem's Lot. Mm-hmm. I think I'm with you. I like what he did with it. And um, the cast, Alfie Woodard is in it as well. Yeah. And Bill, yeah, Bill Sadler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Could be really it's sweet. Really, really good. And then, yeah, this is one of my favorite King books, actually. Sure. So I'm excited for this. Yeah, I'll go with a, with a seven on this one. Certainly, um, I'm up there. Um, I got real excited for the um, adaptation with Rob Lowe when that was coming out. I remember I recorded it on VHS because I was super excited for it, and it wasn't great. Um, so I don't <laughs> want to get I've let down again. I just don't want to get let down again, Tim. So Was that a TV adaptation? It was, yes. Okay, yep. I'll have to hunt that down. I have not seen that. It's um, it's it's all right. 
worth a watch. Much is it? Is it similar to the uh, ABC Stephen Weber Shining? I think it's better than that. Um, okay. I, if I remember right, Barlow's played by Rucker Hauer, which is pretty cool. That's good. Yeah, I, I think it's Rucker Hauer that plays him. Yeah, and then Don South is in it, which is pretty good. Anyway, yeah, it's not a bad. It's not bad. It's just I remember being kind of like, oh, okay. Like I think my, I don't remember what year it came out, but I was, you know, uh, preteen I think at the time, and I was. Um, I think I thought it was going to be more than what it was. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, next up, I think one that uh, anybody who uh, enjoys the horror genre is excited for, Nope, the latest from Jordan Peele. Um, obviously, he he absolutely crushed it with Get Out, and uh, I think he had a hell of a follow-up with Us. Um, I know a lot of people who like Us even better than Get Out. I'm, I'm, I'm a Get Out guy, but I like both movies. Um, I'm a Get Out guy as well. Yeah. But I do like both movies, and I'm definitely very excited to see what this uh, what this one's all about. I, I definitely hope that um, I think it's incredibly important um, that Jordan Peele is able to make these. Uh, you know, I know that people call them elevated horror, right? Which is the most obnoxious thing on the planet. But he makes he makes horror films that remind me of Romero's work, uh, yeah. socially conscious stuff, right? Stuff that's that has some sort of uh, commentary on, on uh, modern times or modern issues. And I'm cool with him continuing to do that. Um, I just want to make sure that uh, we continue to have fun with his movies. And so far he hasn't failed us. So I don't think he will this time. Um, but uh, Stephen Young's in this one, which is very exciting. Yeah. Now I'm looking at the cast right now. So um, I don't want, I'm not trying to get too hot takey, but I've, I've actually cooled a little on Jordan Peele. Like I, I was a little bit, I thought us was kind of messy, uh, a little rough around the edges. Sure. Um, As far as his production work, I did not like his uh, twilight zone series that I watched and Mm -hmm. I was negative on Candyman. So I am going, I'm going to go with like a on the hype meter just because I'm a little I've, I've cooled on him a little bit but I'm looking at this cast and it's really good and I'm always he's mm. always going to make something that's at least interesting so at the very sure. least I'll find this interesting and I'm sure there'll be a lot to chew on yeah I would go for me it's an 8 um, okay. out of the bunch it's the most excited I am thus far I just I think the guy's just uh, a very interesting filmmaker and I'm, I'm excited to see what he does next I, it's going to be a while I think before he's going to have to have a uh, I have now. I've not watched his Twilight Zone. I've not seen Candyman, so I might be feeling the same way as you if uh, if I had seen those. But uh, I haven't quite hit that point yet. Um, so, yeah. and that's more his. And that's more his producing. That's not him that's in charge either. And right. Right. Yeah. If, if we if we lobbied that against other directors, then James Wan would be in in filmmaking jail at this point. So right. <laughs> right. And Sam Raimi and all sorts of people. So, mm-hmm. I, and yeah, but it's just um, I can. I didn't think those. I didn't think. I, I should clarify. I didn't think Candyman was like a bad movie. I just, yeah. it had interesting stuff in it. It just. I'm looking at this poster though. This Nope poster. It what do you think sweet. of this? So yeah. I think it, it doesn't. It seem like a rip riff on Up. Like the yeah, a little bit. Because and like the title even, like I don't know. It, for for whatever reason, what is under what's underneath that? Is that just a town? It almost looks like a car- carnival. Is this going to be something like a, there's something um, something this way, wicked this way comes or something like that? I have this feeling that it's going to be some sort of like, uh, like. 
collective like like people's the, the the things that people are most afraid of but in the sense that things like clowns and spiders and stuff like that like i think they're really going to go with like the classic like uh phobias and stuff like that i have a feeling of that i really Ooh, do i don't know be like his freddy i can see that because then people when they think of these things they would say like nope nope, yep. nope. exactly oh, I, like that. I think there's going to be some sort of malevolent force that's hovering over a town or something and releasing people's biggest fears and nightmares so bump me up to a seven bump me up to a seven okay on the cool later. awesome um all right let's jump into uh scream which is the yeah. first movie, first big horror movie that's coming out in 2022. Uh, we only have a couple months to wait for Scream, not too much longer now. Um, of course, this is the fifth Scream film. Um, Sydney, Dewey, Gale are back, which is exciting. Uh, we're back in Woodsboro. Uh, we've got, obviously, new uh, director directors uh, behind the scenes uh, with the passing of Wes Craven. Um, the guys who did um, Radio Silence, who did... Um, Ready or not, which I think you and I both like quite a bit. Yep. Um, definitely excited for this one. Um, I think having obviously it's it's. I'm very sad that West is gone, uh, as I think are uh, all horror fans. But I do think it's always exciting to see fre- a fresh take and and fresh eyes on something uh, that's been as long running as Scream, and this is the first time we've had. Um, uh, a different director behind the chair, not counting the TV series on, on a Scream uh, project. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, Kevin Williamson's involved. The the big the big three uh, with with Nev and Courtney Cox and David Arquette are coming back. I just I'm excited for it, man. And I'm a sucker for Scream. You know, we've talked about this before. Uh, they can make Scream 14, and I'll be there because. The whodunit aspect of Scream has always been one of my favorite things about sure. that series. Um, the meta stuff is fun. I do think the meta stuff has worn out its welcome a little bit. Um, I think it kind of got a little overly silly in three, and it was a little bit kind of uh, half baked in four. Um, so, uh, but I think that uh, the trailer is very slick and. Uh, Scream 4 had some moments that felt like a TV movie to me sometimes. they were It wasn't as slick as the other movies. This really looks like you got some young filmmakers who are like just chomping at the bit to make a Scream movie, and I'm very excited to see it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm very pumped. I am a 10. Uh, I'm a 10. I'm yeah, a 10, yeah I'm it's a 10. I don't, I don't, it's Scream. Like, I, I don't care. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. It's it's screaming. No, nothing else needs to be said. I'm just excited. You announced the scream movie. That's it's like a Friday Thirteenth movie. You announced a Friday Thirteenth movie. I'm a ten on the hype meter. Hundred so, percent. Uh, the trailer was good. The trailer I thought did a nice job of not giving away too, too much. much. Yeah, I think I, I'm sure there's people out there who have gone. I, I'm sure there's people out there who have gone like frame by frame and discern things that we didn't watching the trailer like in regular speed. But to those people, if you're going to get upset about having stuff spoiled for you, then you maybe you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> well, then watch old trailers. Just sit, sit down. Anybody who thinks new trailers yeah, spoil too yeah. much, sit down and watch old trailers because they give away the entire the movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> the entire if anything, we've gotten better about not doing this. Yes, I agree. And sometimes it gives away moments and I get that. But I think these two guys, Radio Silence, um, these two guys seem very aware 
of not get that idea that people are going to go through and pick it apart. And I mm-hmm. think they've even talked about how some shots are maybe not not reverse, but they're different in the movie. The context is different in the trailer than it plays out in the movie. Yeah, so, there's a lot of misdirect going on with the editing of the trailer and stuff, for sure. So, yep, they seem very aware of that idea. So I, I, think, I think we're in for some surprises in January. And if not, it should be fun. Um, regardless. Uh, all right, man. Uh, Halloween ends. Halloween ends. Oh, is that going to be next year? Apparently, it's still 2022, man. I didn't think it would okay. be, but it's on the list. As of right now, it is still slated for release October 14th. I think you got to just, because of the way, I think with how divisive the last movie was, I almost think you got to just get this one out there and Probably. and end this trilogy um, how you want to end it. It's so people aren't people aren't waiting around. They're not guessing. You know what I mean? I don't think I think it's time to just end this thing. And I say yeah. that as someone who loved Halloween Kills, but I'm ready. I'm ready for this to wrap up and to move on, because part of what I loved about Halloween Kills is it was the introduction of the new characters sure. in that movie. And I'm kind of ready to be done with yeah. the, Stro- the the Strode stuff and the Laurie stuff, especially. And I love Laurie as a character. Um, but I am, I'm ready to move on and I'm ready to have Michael just kill some randos. Yeah, so. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, we don't know a lot about this one. We do know that there's going to be a time jump, um, which was not the original plan, but obviously COVID. Um, I'm excited. Um, I liked Halloween kills from a, uh, slasher fan perspective. I did not think it was like, uh, I, I did not think it was some sort of fantastic, traditional Halloween movie. You know what I'm saying? Like it did not, it's very much a slasher movie. It's a slasher movie in, in the best ways and the worst ways. Um, and, uh, I think it's, it's top of the middle of the pack for me in terms of Halloween movies. Um, but, uh, I'm looking forward to ending this, this trilogy and seeing where they go. I guess I just, uh, and it's funny. You lent me a book, uh, which I've been reading voraciously. Um, yeah, I was say, have you finished it yet? No, no. Uh, I'm doing a, I'm doing a section a day now. I'm kind of slow because okay. it's it's the work week, so I just can't read like I I normally could. But um, are my highlights distracting you? No, they're nice um, <laughs> because, like I said, I, I the interviews at the end of each section, I only read the questions that I find interesting, <laughs> yeah. um, which helps me get through it faster too. Because like, I don't need to know like I don't necessarily need to know like the person's film school history that wrote Halloween, like an, un, an unfilmed Halloween. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, know, maybe I'm a dick, and, but like, I don't need all that. Um, and I think some of that stuff is even covered in his last book. Cause he did a book on kind yes. of the behind the scenes. And I think a lot of that stuff is covered as yeah, that felt yeah. redundant at times. Little I'm derivative thinking. or whatever. Or redundant. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, I'm, yeah, it's called taking shape Two, which is a sequel to a book called taking shape about the development of Halloween films. This one in particular is about unmade Halloween films, uh, scripts that were never produced. And, uh, there are a lot of moments in the book where they, uh, when you're when you're seeing writers who are uh, wrote various Halloween treatments or screenplays, and they're being asked what they think of Halloween 2018, not Halloween Kills, but Halloween 2018, and they're all saying, "Didn't like most of them are like Halloween H2O kind of already did that, like like it's good, but like and I I couldn't agree more, and that's yeah. that's kind of the way I've always felt about." Uh, these movies it's not that I'm not enjoying them and I haven't enjoyed them I think there's some really really cool stuff going on but there's nothing there's no way and maybe it's because I was the right age and I was it was the right time for me when I saw H2O 
Um, but there is no way that Halloween Ends could do anything. And I mean, there's no way it could possibly end this three movie cycle that would be as satisfying for me as the way Halloween H2O ends. It's not, it couldn't happen. Yeah. I can't think of a single way. Um, and so for that reason, I'm just not, I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to seeing it end. I'm looking forward to seeing some more carnage and stuff, but I just, I can't, I don't know. I know the end result is not going to take the place for me of, of what I think is the perfect ending for the series. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm a seven for ends. Um, I'm a seven friends. I'm a, I'm a seven too. And it is weird. Part of the reason is we don't know where it's going right now because of there's the an way. excitement to that. Yeah. And also it's also like, I feel like I, I have a feeling this, this trilogy is already peaked for me with kills with some of the stuff. I have that a feeling know. that I have a feeling that that's going to be the case. Yeah. Well, unless wrong, there's, but. unless there's some like crazy multiverse stuff in <laughs> Halloween ends where they, where they introduce, yeah, like different dimension, Michael Myers and stuff, but, and like silver shamrock coming through and Cochran and stuff. But I, I, I mean, I, Hey, multiverses are all the rage right now, man. They are the rage. You know? um, so there is that possibility still hanging out there, but I'm kind of, yeah, I'm at about a seven because I think it's just going to wrap up. I think it's going to focus on the two remaining Sherrod women and, and that's fine. And I'm sure I'll like it, but I, I do think this, this series has peaked for me with Halloween kills. So for better, for worse, that's what it is. I would agree. Um, all right, I saved the best for last. Um, the most oh, we got one more here. The most important uh, horror film, uh, horror, yeah, horror. I'd say I call it a horror film uh, of 2022. Obviously, is uh, Morbius, uh, <laughs> the the Sony yeah, Marvel uh, production uh, starring Jared Leto as the titular vampiric superhero Morbius. Um, Tim, you're really excited for Morbius, yes? Could be a big year for vampires next year with this in uh, Salem's Lot mm-hmm. coming out, huh? So, uh, big into Morbius. Yes, he was uh, one of my favorite uh, 90s Spider-Man characters. Well, he, he was introduced in the 80s, correct, Morbius? Or was he even earlier? He might have even been late 70s. He I'd have to look up 70s, the original right? appearance, but but he, was, he certainly had a major presence in the 90s um i was i remember him from the 90s cartoon a lot he popped up on that i remember he popped up in that and he um he there was an action figure i remember that was pretty cool i had an action figure of his um and he did a lot of there were there was a lot of morbius comic book stuff um in the nineties as well. He actually first appeared in 1971. So he's actually been around a little bit longer than I realized. So um, when he, he would have been around the same time when Marvel was introducing a lot of those horror characters then, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I didn't um, realize he was on that, that kind of first wave there. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man number one Oh one in October of 1971. Uh, perfect October issue. I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Morbius. Yeah. He, he, he certainly had a big role to play in the nineties. He had his own series in the nineties, comic book series in the nineties as well. Yes. Um, which was a very cool series, I always thought. Um, and uh, yeah, it tied into the those uh, the those Midnight Suns books that I, you know I love so much. Uh, yeah. they're like the horror, the Marvels, uh, the the horror version of of Avengers, basically, where it's these all these supernatural and uh, kind of horror oriented characters teaming up to take out you know demons and witches and, and whatever uh, evil creature was. Uh, taking them out now um 
I, I know you've been very sad at how many times this movie's been delayed, Tim. <laughs> the running joke for the longest time was like, I can't remember a world where uh, Black Widow wasn't, there wasn't a trailer for Black Widow playing in front of. Seriously. Now it's Morbius. Now it's Morbius. Yeah. Because it's, this, is, this is the longest one, right? I believe so. Yeah. I, this is it. This is the last of Morbius is the last of the pandemic releases, I think. Right. Cause Ghostbusters I, is, I couldn't believe I Ghostbusters is out. This new Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is, out. Is, is out as of, yeah, this week. Yes. I think it's today. Um, um, yeah. Which is kind of incredible. So yeah, Morbius is kind of the last holdout. Um, it was, yeah. I hope they delay it. I hope they delay it again. <laughs> They finished shooting. Uh, they started shooting in February of 2019. Yeah, and they finished in June. The effects on this better be pristine. Like these better be the best special effects I've ever seen yeah, in my you're life. Right. With uh, how much time they've had to work on this, you're not kidding. Yeah, no, it was actually this movie was supposed to come out in July of 2020. Okay, that's kind of incredible. Um, okay, um, so I have seen multiple trailers for yes, this now. Yes, me too, me too, yeah. I am a fan of the Sony Spider-Verse, as you know. I'm a fan of the Sony-Verse. I mm-hmm. like both Venom movies unironically, mm-hmm. I, I want to add, because I think there's a distinction to be made there. I, I think they set out to do what they do, and they do it, they do it as well as they do it. Um, I've not seen I, Venom 2 yet. Okay, oh. yeah, I think, I, I think Tom Hardy is having a lot of fun. Good. And I think everybody is. And I had a lot of fun. So I, I've i kind of liked this whole weird, like, Sony Spider-Man universe they're setting up. I know there are some tie-ins in the trailer to some of the other ones. I don't know what's going on in the trailer. I don't know what universe this is taking place in. I don't I, think they know, Tim. Um, this is going to be a big boom for the YouTubers out there who look for Easter eggs. So. What's amazing is, so in one trailer alone, there is... <laughs> let's let's break real quick i just want to break it down yeah. in one trailer alone there's an oscorp logo in the background and it's the same oscorp logo as it was in the amazing spider-man series so okay. that would tell you it's tied to the amazing spider-man the andrew garfield ones right right but there's also a poster of spider-man in the background and it's clearly the toby mcguire spider-man mm-hmm. on the poster but then also he makes a reference to venom in the newest trailer, I don't know if you've seen the newest trailer. Yeah, he's it's like a cute little. He growls and he goes, "I'm Venom," and then he goes, "I'm just kidding." So this clearly <laughs> means that he shares a universe with Venom. Yeah, but Venom is in its own thing, but also maybe starting to shift towards being more involved with the more. It just the question I have with the "I am Venom" line is the "We are Venom" or whatever he says there is. So is Venom like a TV star in this universe? Because How does he like, know this stuff? <laughs> he knows it. Not only does he know it, but he expects the person he's saying it to to know it. Because I can see Morbius having a run in it with Venom off screen at some point. But this yeah. person that he's saying it to, he's expecting to get the joke. So what are we doing here? I mean, is is Venom like? Have we have we? Is there a TV show based on him? Does he have his own reality show in this in this universe? Is there like a found footage style thing with Venom? What's going on here? It's all very confusing. I hope they don't explain any of it. <laughs> this feels like oh. it feels like it's being written and directed and produced by like a guy who has not seen any Spider-Man movies. It just walked around the Sony lot for a while and just said, "Yeah, give me that. I'm going to put that in there." The Spider-Man nerds are going to love this. Put that in there. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> also, Tyrese is in this movie, so that's pretty cool. There you um, go. 
Roman himself. Roman himself. All right, man. Uh, All right. That was fun. Yeah, looking forward to a lot of these movies. Um, definitely. Oh, ten on the hype. Ten, ten on the hype meter for Morbius. Ten out of Mor- Yeah, Morbius. Morbius is uh, Morbius is like a nine for me. I'm actually legitimately kind of excited for it. I think it'll be fun. Um, hey, when the hell is this Terrifier two coming out? When is the Terrifier sequel I coming out? I don't know, man. This thing has been. This thing is like Morbius. What are What are we doing here? Oh, that would be a good double feature. Do you know why it hasn't come out yet? What's that Terrifier? Yeah. No. Do you, know, do you know why? Because they're making so much money at conventions that what's the point in finishing the thing? Because <laughs> all these guys do is go to conventions. Every convention I look up, Tim. It's got the terrifier. The dude from the terrifier. terrifier is always there. He's always, Art the Clown is always yeah. there. Good for good for them. Thank you, Art the Clown. I, I, uh, it's a, yeah. it's an awesome design. The Art the Clown design is awesome. I did not realize, by the way, that Art the Clown actually his origins were in um, a. Uh, 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 a short thing called All Hallows Eve. I did not know this. Mm, I didn't know that either. Hey, yeah. do we have a Brahms sequel? Do we have another boy sequel coming out? <laughs> Sadly, I don't believe we do, Tim. I will <laughs> say, uh, if you're if you're excited or interested in meeting uh, the Terrifier slash Art the Clown, he will be at Horror Hound Weekend in Cincinnati. When in is that? March of 2022. March. Okay. Yeah, along with maybe, ne- maybe we put. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Maybe we put that on the. Uh... Maybe I put that in the back burner. Put that on the docket here. Okay. Tony Todd's going to be there too, baby. Okay. So just throwing it out there. Will Brahms be there? I don't think so. I don't think so. What if I, I'm going to bring my own Brahms? You should cosplay as Brahms. <laughs> right? <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> I would like that a lot. Um, please do that. <laughs> anyway. Well, thank you guys yeah. for joining us on this little tiny terror Yes, um, that was a lot of fun. We hope you're looking forward to some of these movies, and uh, if you're not, then well, that's fine too. Um, yeah, good stuff. 